0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This episode of the Patriots' Sport is brought to you by Bet Online. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the Big Four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to BetOnline today, and remember to use our promo code Believe—that's that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Today on the Patriots Report, my co host Chris Hogan and I take a look back at Sunday's rain soaked loss to the Chargers, and we look ahead to Thursday's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Plus, Chris shares some of his favorite stories about his time as a player in New England. He offers his best advice to the 2023 roster the rest of the way, and he explains the rules to the Chris Hogan drinking game. That's all up right now, only on the Patriots Report. All right, Chris, 6 nothing loss to the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't want to go over too much of the X's and O's here because, you know, it's reached a point in the season where we're not breaking any new ground. We're saying the same things over and over again. They're just not executing on offense. Defense is getting it done, but offense yeah. is just not making it happen for whatever reason. I'm curious, and I, and I want to get your reaction to this stat that I found the other day, or that, that I found yesterday. The Patriots, the 2023 Patriots, are the first team to lose three straight games despite allowing 10 or fewer points since the Chicago Cardinals did it in 1938?
1: The Chicago Cardinals. Yeah, n- not, not even the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals, the Chicago <laughs> Cardinals.
0: I, I I guess my first question is: have you ever seen a team this unbalanced where you have a defense that in is week to week is showing up in keeping a team competitive, but there's just no hope to create any sort of offensive rhythm, consistency, whatever the case.
1: Uh, no, to answer your question, I have not ever been on a team like that. I think that I, I the teams that I've been on, have been, I've been very fortunate to be on some teams that, you know, whether, what whether we were good on offense or defense really depended on the day. We, every team I've been on has had good offensive players and good offensive consistency. And, you know, week to week, maybe that changed a little bit. The offense didn't play defense played better, you know, whatever that was. So, I, I was pretty fortunate to be on some teams that had a, a lot of good locker rooms. I would say there wasn't ever a lot of dissension among the ranks. I think the most the, the most frustrating part as a player is when there's a lot of frustrations coming from players towards coaches mm-hmm. because when that starts to happen, you know, you're just you're not on the same page, right? So I've seen guys get thrown out of meeting rooms and in our position meetings because they're you know cussing out their their position position coach or you know they don't get along with the defensive coordinator you know stuff like that but also like the way that i read the situations and a lot of this was when i was younger so i kind of just sat there quietly and you know didn't say anything it was more of all right, this guy's just frustrated, right? He's frustrated. He thinks that we should be playing better or that we should be in different calls because he believes. So that's how I took a lot of those situations. The The Patriots, it's just, you know, I mean, hats off to the defense, right? I mean, they've, not, not that they've played great offenses the last couple of weeks, but you're still holding an NFL team to 10 or less points. That's, something that you can be proud of something that, you know, you would think that that would give you the best chance to win the football game. But when we turn it to the offensive side of the ball, we're not doing anything. We've just, we've, we've fallen into this, this mold of, all right, we're going to run the ball in the first three downs, or we're just going to throw a pass out to the left or the right, which we don't really have explosive players that are going to be able to make really much of anything you know obviously pop was doing a good job and he was able to provide some sort of spark and so was kendrick but both those guys are gone none Mm. of those guys out there are really explosive players and yet we're still throwing bubble screens and you know little stop routes for two yards and then expecting them to break tackles which is not going to happen and I'm watching this game yesterday and listen, the weather obviously takes into, you got to account for some of this stuff and you know, we're not going to, it's not going to be a yesterday. wasn't a passing attack just because it was pouring rain all day long. But like that being said, I mean, how many play action plays did we have yesterday? You know, how often did we run the ball the first two downs or come out in an opening drive and try to take a shot down the field? We took a shot down the field when we had to, you know, like in the fourth quarter, when, You know, and listen, Parker almost came up with that. It was an incredible catch. And unfortunately, you know, the seems like the tail of the season, one foot was out and, you know, we couldn't go try to, you know, win a football game. And it's like, but like, why are we not doing that throughout the, throughout the course of this game? Everyone's going to play us in man coverage. Mm -hmm. No one's, no one's going to sit back in zones and. And like, especially on third downs, like you're going to see man coverage. Yeah. People are going to mix in two man. You know, it's going to be a a little bit of a mix and they're going to try to disguise some stuff to, to confuse our quarterbacks and make them throw into a, you know, a bad spot. But like, I don't really think, and, and I'm not saying this because I think that the Patriots wide receivers are all good players, but I don't think anyone's going into this game focused on one of those guys. And it's like, okay, I think we match up well against these guys. You know Parker's gonna be primarily on the outside, you know, you got Juju that moves around a little bit um you know, and then the tight ends kind of is what it is. I mean, they you know we continue to get just little progress out of them or you know really nothing and drop passes. I mean it is it's frustrating, man. i I, I just don't see why we're why we're taking the time to to do run all these plays, run the ball, and uh, do it effectively for the most part. <laughs> you know Zeke and and Stevenson run the ball very well but like we're not really do we're not doing anything off of it like mm-hmm. l- listen we don't, we don't there's nothing to lose man like we we're, we're two and 10 we were we were two and 9 going into this game don't the ball down the field yeah let these guys get a, a a spark on this offense for this team it's like for a defense you're watching it, it's like here we go again you know, let's run the ball three times, or let's run the ball twice, and then let's throw on third down, or third short, or third and long, you know, whatever it is. And it's just, it just like is this repetitive? You know, we're caught in this world that it's just we're afraid to throw the ball down the field. I mean, yeah. and yeah. you listen, it's going to be hard to score points like that if you're for anybody, right? I mean, any offense is not built just to run twenty-five. 10, 15, whatever it is, plays down the field, get into the red zone, and then score. That's very hard to do without having some sort of chunk play, have some sort of explosive. And I just, you know, again, man, just watching this, this, these games unfold, and it's just very frustrating, especially what, when your defense is playing well. <laughs>
0: what sort of a challenge can it be to keep guys plugged in? I know we discussed this over the course of the year where, Look, you're playing for the name on the back of your jersey. You're playing for 2024. You're trying to put good film out there so you can find a soft landing spot for wherever you end up next season in 2025 and so on and so on. But, I I mean, it's got to start to wear on a player at some point. Look, I know that everyone's professionals. I know that everyone's out there doing their job. But at at what point do you just kind of start mailing it in and saying, you know what? we're not going anywhere. We're not going to the playoffs. Let's just move on.
1: I don't know, man. I've never, to be honest with you, I've never been on a team like that. I've been on teams where statistically we got eliminated from the playoffs very late in the season, you know, where we were, you know, realistically, we were competing all the way up until the end of December. Right. And knowing that if a couple of games that we weren't playing in, you know, went our way, we were one win away or or one loss away from being, you know, in that wild card spot. And I think just for this team, I mean listen, I, I know I know Bill. Bill's not gonna change. Bill doesn't change Bill's not gonna change for anybody. Two and ten or or you know, whatever his record, whatever uh, a winning record. And he's still going to coach the same way. He's still going to prepare the guys the same way. He's not going to give any of these guys sympathy for being two and 10. And he's not, and he's not going to let them try to feel sorry for themselves. And if they do, they're probably not going to play, right? He's not, he's not going to let guys go on the field that are not putting in effort during the week, that are practicing like shit, that aren't watching film, that aren't prepared. And he's going to see that. He's going to have he's going to have discussions with all of his coaches, offense, defense, special teams. And listen, if we're we're going to go up and down the roster, like is this guy is this guy mentally there? No, he's not. Okay, well we're not playing him this week. Let's give a young guy a chance. Right? I don't I don't think that Bill would ever put 11 guys on offense or defense and have one of those guys that just didn't want to be there, right? If he doesn't want to be there, then he's out. So I think I would think that would be some message in some way, shape or form that Bill could give this team to to continue to work and to continue to prepare every single week. Like you are a winning football team. And like some of these guys are going to be here next year and you have to play like that. I mean, at the end of the day, you're getting, you're getting paid to play professional football on Sundays and no one is happy with where, (laughs) where this season has ended, but like we don't have the players. We don't have the personnel. And it's just, it is what it is. But like, go out there. My, here's, here's my message to the team. Stop. Ugh, this is going to be hard for me not to curse, but stop giving a, a crap about what everyone else effing thinks outside of the facility and go ruin someone's season. No one expects the New England Patriots to come out and play together, play good ball, play all three phases together, don't turn the ball over. No one's expecting that because that's just the way that we've had the season. Like, pull the shit together and go out there and figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, try to, you're, again, you're playing for, you're playing for yourselves as much as this team at this point in the season. Like, how, like, you want your, you want your legacy or, or your season to be capped off because of a, I don't know who knows how many wins we end up with, but like, that's what you want to end up with. And that's what you want to be remembered for. Like, certainly not like, listen for guys like Mac and it's going to be tough. You know, that's, that's going to be a tough sledding. It's going to be uphill battle for him, you know, coming, going into next year and the, the rest of this year, if he gets another opportunity, but like at some point, man, you gotta, it's gotta be like this battle within yourselves and, you know, if you want to roll it out there, like by all means, roll it out there. But for me, they would never be about rolling it out there because I never took a day for granted playing and playing football, you know, because this lifestyle, this, this thing that we do every single Sunday can be taken from you very, very quickly, you know, and that's either from injuries or, and, or they just move on. And now you're stuck in a place where you're trying to make it on another team or, you know, your career as a football player can be over very quickly. You know, that's kind of the harsh reality of NFL, you know, not for long. Right. And, um, you know, that I just, I just want, I, I expect so much more, but obviously this is me as a patriot talking, right. I, I know how I prepared. I know how I went into these games and, you know, I see it in a lot of guys. I mean, Jabril Preppers is easily one of my favorite players to watch play football. And, like, I don't think I have paid as much attention as I should have in the beginning of the season to him. I think maybe I took him for granted as just being a good football player. But, man, I mean, that kid is all over the field. And he plays with – he's intense. He hits hard. He's in your face. Like, I mean, that kid is a good football player. And, like, you want to rally around some guy, rally around that guy. You know, he's out there every single week no matter what the situation is. I think that's kind of where they have to do. They got to find a way to come together and and finish this thing together. Or like you said, you know, it it could go sideways, you know, in the locker room.
0: He's one of the guys who, in my estimation, is really holding the thing together, at least at this point, as much as you can be holding a two and 10 team together. And we talked about the possibility of splintering offense and defense. He is a guy who I don't think will allow that to happen, at least publicly. I love your point of... Trying to ruin someone's season, and they're going to yeah. get a chance to do it. I, I think in 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 a small in a small way this Thursday against the Steelers, a team that's fighting for a playoff spot, a team that's a traditional rival of the Patriots. Also, it's going to be kind of a unique challenge for New England this week. Yeah. Thursday night game against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Tell me what things are like around Foxborough on a short week as opposed to a regular work week.
1: Uh, I mean, it's a lot of walkthroughs. You know, you're gonna be out there, it's gonna be quick, quick practices. Um, you're not gonna be in pads. It's I mean, as much as Bill wants to be, probably in pads, you know, to get these guys going and and hit somebody, but it's just you can't do that on, on a short week. So, you know, you're gonna come in, you're not really, you're not, there is no day off. You'll he'll, he'll give you the day off uh after the Thursday game, give him the weekend. Um, so you know, you come in, it's gonna be Watch the get the game film quickly, make those corrections, and then you're you're immediately on the Pittsburgh. Um, you're turning you're turning that page like very fast, and you'll you'll break up, go over the go over their roster, go over their personnel. Tuesday is going to be a uh, a light walkthrough again. It's going to be more of like okay, it's like a normal week. You know, first second down, you know, situations, and then we you know we'll move on into third down. I mean, it's a lot of. You know, it's it's um, I don't want to call it boring stuff, but like it's a lot of. All right. We need to recover. <clears throat> we need to be as well rested as we can, but we need to prepare as much as we can, you know, going into that short week. So it's kind of you put you put those weeks into like hyperdrive. Right. So we're going to try to cover as much as we can. And first and second down, we're going to we're not going to throw in a, a ton of new stuff. We're going to kind of pick and choose what we've been doing. Well, the same thing with third down. And the same thing with red zone, red zone probably will be a little unique. It'll, they'll sprinkle in something that they've, you know, they've they've game planned for this already. Right. The the coaching staff has already game planned for this probably two, three weeks ago. Um, So they have all the breakdowns, they have all the tape and you know, you just, it's really about Thursday nights seem, you know, you know, I know it's still going to be the same thing for new England where it's like, okay, who doesn't turn the ball over and, you know, can just be, make some positive plays and put some points on the board. But like, that's what Thursday night football is. It's who can prepare the best and and the most and and the fastest in, you know, three and a half days and who's the most rested, you know? So uh, recovering from a football game is, is, is hard. You know, you go into after a Sunday game, you know, you get your lift, get your workout in Monday, kind of, you don't feel great. Tuesday is just another day to recover and, (laughs) at this point in the season, your body kind of feels the way that it feels. It's not going to feel much better, you know, cause you just, your bye weeks over. Um, so Wednesday it's again, it's, you know, you got to go through your own process of how, how quickly you can get your body to adapt to play on a Thursday or a Sunday or Monday, you know, Monday night games, you know, whatever that is. Um, so I, I think a lot of it is you, you put a lot of accountability into the player that they're going to take the time to, you know, the extra time, right. To get ready to play on Thursday night. So I think, um, you know, there's going to be, it's, it's, it's a short week, right? So you don't, there's not a lot of time to think about being two and 10 or or not putting up any points. It's move on. I'm not going to sit here and, 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 uh you know, hang our heads about not putting up any points. You know there's no time in the NFL to do that. You know, you, you move, the games happen so quickly. The turnover happens so quickly. And it's probably the best thing for New England. It's like, all right, cool. Like, let's make the corrections and let's move on and let's see if we can do something better. And like you said, like, Pittsburgh's out there playing for something. Most of the teams that they're playing for the rest of the season are out there playing for something, whether it's home field advantage or wild card spot, any, you know, just fighting to get into the playoffs. Like, like, why not? Let's go ruin this. I don't like Pittsburgh. (laughs) I never liked playing Pittsburgh. (laughs) I had some of my best games playing Pittsburgh, right? And like, when I was in Buffalo, it was the same thing, you know? Okay, shoot. We got eliminated from the playoffs, but we still got football to play. Mm-hmm. Oh, well this team's playing for a wild Cost part. Well, no, we're going to ruin that for them today. You know? And that was like the mindset that we could get ourselves re- like revved up for and get ourselves excited for these games. Like knowing that January 1st rolled around and we were all going home, but like we still had football to play and we wanted to make sure that that was meaningful football well
0: you look at the rest of the schedule you talk about screwing up another team season you got buffalo you got yep. pittsburgh and yep. you got kansas city those are the three teams that instantly come to mind three teams that are playing for something like yeah. you said whether it's home field whether it's a playoff berth whatever the case may be and you have an opportunity to really screw things up for them.
1: yeah yeah i mean why not man i mean you gotta play for something we're not we're, we're certainly not playing in january we're not making the playoffs but these are all. These are all teams that you can go out there and, and listen. All, all three of those teams have shown that they can be clearly beat on on Sundays. And for this team, you know, defensively, I, I can't say that I would be doing anything differently. I would love for them to step up in in one of these third downs at the end of the game to just like ah, it's just like you're. It's so close to just mm-hmm. getting the ball back and having that that extra opportunity. But I can't put I can't put that on them. You know they. Held the team to six points, and you know, offensively, I just let's get back to we we went we played Miami at home, and we we were doing all this pre shift, you know, pre snap movement, and we were in different personnel's, and there was a ton of motion, and and you know, I know like we had the person some of the personnel to do a little bit more of that with you know with Kendrick and Pop and everything like that, but let's get back to that. These guys can do it. And if they can't, then bring up one of the younger guys and let's see if they can do it. You know, some guy that that some guy that has been working his balls off the entire season, waiting for an opportunity to go out there on Sunday or Thursday, you know, to prove to the the Patriots or to any other team, you know, in the National Football League that they can play ball.
0: Patriot Steelers Thursday night on Amazon as well as other local channels, so it should be interesting. Look, Patriot Steelers is always interesting; it's always compelling, even when they're not two teams that are playing in the AFC Championship game, for example. So <laughs> we're all going to be watching that one. I want to shift gears here a little bit, we this is something we've discussed uh, a, a little bit on a, a text chain between the two of us that we want to have a little fun the rest of the season. We want to do some yeah. different kind of stuff because at two and ten. It's not the kind of season that I thought that they were going to have. I, I know it's not the kind of season you thought they were going to have. So let's kind of tell some stories here. Let, 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 let's let kind of go back in the archives a little bit. The first one, and the question that I've always wanted to ask you, is okay. that when you were playing, one of the ways for journalists to be like, oh, look, I, I know a little something about Chris Hogan is Chris Hogan. You know, Chris Hogan kind of give you that look, like, look around, see if anyone's looking you know, he played college lacrosse. <laughs> and so the the meme was, you know, Chris Hogan, I don't know if you know this, but Chris Hogan played college lacrosse. How aware of that were you when you were playing?
1: It got, it, it, when I first came in the league, it, no one knew anything about me, right? It was more of the uh, 7-Eleven thing that that I ran with for a little while. And and even when I got to Buffalo, I mean, people didn't even know my name. They called me 7-Eleven instead of Chris And then as you, as I got older and obviously I started getting better and playing more and then I got to new England and, you know, this is my first primetime game ever. I'm doing the introductions. I'm starting and I'm like, oh, screw it. So Chris Hogan, Penn state lacrosse. right? So I gave a little shout out to, uh, really my background where I came from and, and like, you know, I think, uh, I'm pretty sure that some of my friends or even people, you know, they would, you know, Twitter, it's like, oh, we're going to, let's play a drinking game on Monday night football. It's like, how many times can they mention lacrosse on a football televised game (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to my name? And uh, it was quite a few. So I'm sure people had a good time if they were playing that drinking game, but (laughs) I was always aware of it, man. I mean, the, the lacrosse stuff for me was so cool. And and the, the lacrosse world was like, I mean so many people hit me up after that saying like ah oh, this is so sick you know you're I love it you're bringing like you know a cool positive light to this sport that's trying to grow so much and continues to grow and um that was cool for me to do that and um you know uh, obviously mom, the the Mammoth people were not like super thrilled about it but like listen man I played there for a semester and I put a lot of my life in into the sport of lacrosse and and uh, to this day have, you know, all of my friends I've, I've played lacrosse with and done all of that. So it was cool to me for me to have that opportunity to uh, shout out Penn State lacrosse.
0: How much, if at all, did your lacrosse background give you an in with Bill?
1: Oh, excuse me, man. my first my first meeting with him, I, I knew we, we jumped it off right away talking about lacrosse. And obviously it's like, you know, kid from kid that plays in Buffalo for four years. Nervous as all hell that new England is even considering, you know, bringing him in and, uh, you know, Bill obviously has his own reputation and I remember going in there and, you know, first thing I noticed is the, is the John Hopkins lacrosse helmet, you know, whatever. So, and, uh, you know, so we, we chopped it up about lacrosse and and, you know his passion for the game, you know, probably even outweighs my passion for the game because he just loves and has so much respect for it. Um, so during, and he was a big Hopkins guy. So anytime Penn state was playing Hopkins, we always, I always kind of, you know, lightly tried to bust his balls throughout the week without, with, without, you know, letting him know that I wasn't like preparing for the game at hand, you know, that we were doing for that week. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was fun. I mean, his sons obviously played lacrosse. I played against Steven, you know, at Rutgers and, um, yeah, it was fun for for us to even when I played in the PLL. You know, I I went up there. They were in the middle of uh, OTAs, and uh, it was like my first experience outside of football. That you know, I went up to the practice, watched the practice for a little bit, saw those guys, and you know, he loves it. So you know, we had some fun with it throughout the year. Um, you know, I never never bought him on the field and showed him my real skills, but uh, <laughs> I seen him out there. He can he can he can toss it around. A he little can bit. play a little bit. You can play a
0: little bit for 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 a guy what in his sixties, right? Yeah, <laughs> he'll get out there.
1: <laughs>
0: what was it like in in? It's, it's funny. I always would would talk to people who would obviously everyone out loves or hates the Patriots. There's no middle yeah. ground when there it comes no to the Patriots, yeah. and and I would talk to people who would hate Bill out of market, would hate Bill, would hate Tom, would hate the Patriots, but then it would bring up Gronk. and no no one ever hated Gronk and I think part of it I I always used to tell people you can't hate a guy who hosted his own kid show on Nickelodeon for a time what was give me a little insight into sharing a locker room with Rob Gronkowski being a teammate of Rob Gronkowski he to me strikes me as a guy who has never
1: had a bad day in his entire life no um bit. Well, let's let's go back to why people hate Bill and Tom. People hate winners, right? That's And those people that don't like Bill or don't like Tom, is, they're fans of the other team that have been beating their ass for the last 18, mm-hmm. 20 years, right? That's what they hate. You know, like, come on, man. Like, do you really hate the guy? No. Do you respect the guy? You should because they have a lot of hardware to prove it. Gronk is just – he's one of those guys that's like, even if you try to hate this guy – He's just going to he's going to love you to death, you know? And he's just going to he's going to he's going to kill you all day with just his bubbly like just <laughs> it's it's so hard to explain. I mean, this dude just however many back surgeries this guy had, however like crappy his body felt, like, "Oh man, this dude was just in there having fun." And he there he didn't hide the fact that he was trying to have fun. Didn't care if like, I always like laugh because we we do this meeting every single year and it's the media training. Right. And for three years, Bill bring us in. It's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. blah. This is how you respond. You know, you talk about yourself, you talk about the team and, and then it's like, if any other question, who do you refer to? And uh, so he always calls on Gronk, right. To like stand up in front of the team. It's like, all right, like we got this big, you know, this big, uh, this big guy who's obviously loves to joke around, loves to have fun, and he, you know, Bill would ask him like some stupid questions, and and cry. you know, he would always answer them, but he'd always like throw his own little spin on things, and you know, he always had this ability to like lighten up a room a little bit, right as serious as that place can be and as frustrating and how everyone kind of walks on eggshells around there. Sometimes even if you're going into a super bowl or, or AFC championship game or whatever it is, it it doesn't change there. No, it's not like everyone's happy. It's like, okay, we'll be happy after we win the super bowl. But like with Gronk, he just, it doesn't, he, it's almost like he doesn't stress. (laughs) Like nothing can affect him because he like, I feel like his mentality was always, all right, cool. Like I'm with my boys, like, you know, doing his little head Bob and his little moving when he's talking and his like, you know, just loves being around all the guys and it's just like get on TV and, you know, I'm just going to be myself. It's like, no one's ever going to criticize the way that this guy commentates a game or he's on, you know, NFL, he's on Fox and he's just like, he's just himself, man. He hasn't changed for anybody. I think that's what, that was like, what was so cool being around Gronk. You see so many guys that just, you know they tighten up right Mm -hmm. that's a place that you can tighten up pretty quickly you know with uh, you know with the history and bill and and how he is around guys and grok just doesn't give a shit (laughs) he's gonna go out there he's gonna put he's gonna go you know literally one of the best tight ends to ever play the game guy works his balls off and he's gonna have as much fun as humanly possible I mean, there's
0: an authenticity there with him. Oh, man. That I found. I mean, I I, I envy it. it. I really do. It's especially now that we see the Travis Kelsey star ascending. I I always said that Travis Kelsey is like, whenever I see Travis Kelsey play, it's like I'm watching a Rob Gronkowski cover band. (laughs) Because look, and Kelsey's got his own personality. He's got his own thing going. But for me, it feels like, it all originated with Gronk.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean I, I, I feel that totally. I mean, Gronk is also one of those guys that doesn't he doesn't care to be in the start. Like he's not one of those guys that wants to be interviewed on TV or or wants to be like, you have to put me on the podium, talk after the game. Like he doesn't want to do that. Dude wants to just go back in the locker room, celebrate with his boys, and then probably go out and have like a good time. <laughs> like, I mean, mind you, it's impossible for that guy to go anywhere in probably in the country without being noticed because everyone knows who he is but like even if he is man it's like i met we went up to um the casino in, in uh connecticut right we were, he, yeah we went up to foxwoods right and we were it was me dola and uh we knew grok was going to be there because they were opening their their big um you know betting whatever it was and, and uh you know, I haven't seen Gronk in, in a couple of years, you know, other than like maybe exchanging a text every now and then. I mean, I saw this dude. It was like, I literally had just played with him yesterday, you know, big, like, I mean, you see him from a mile away, both of them just like screaming. It doesn't really care. He comes up to you. gives you a big hug. And it's just like, that's the type of guy that he is, man. It's like, if you were one of his guys, guys that he played with, that he knows that it's like, he was just so much fun to be around and, and you get to like, when you're really with him and you get to experience like who Gronk really is, it's like, man, this kid, he's just a, he's a big kid with a big heart that just wants to have fun and and literally enjoy life. And like, you can see what he's doing in his his post career in the NFL. I mean, this guy can't do anything wrong. I'm convinced. I really am. And I just, he's just fun to, to be around, fun to talk to. Um, you know, all those guys, man, Dola, Jules, Jules is a little too big time for me, but uh <laughs> in his LA life. But even I saw him this, I saw him this offseason at Tom. And it was like, man, it's like you see these guys, the guys that you played with, that you like shared blood, sweat, tears, all that kind of stuff. And that's that's the stuff that you're after, man. In the NFL man. Friendships are so hard to come by just because everyone goes off to their own things, they have their own families. But you get to get together with your boys that you played, that you did some pretty cool, special things with, and you get together, and it's like it, time. Time has not passed, you know. And that was that's what's that was what was so cool about playing on that team.
0: You and you you referenced it earlier this season too. I remember you said that that look you, you miss football. The thing you miss most about football is that yeah, the guys, the locker room, the camaraderie, the friendships that you built.
1: Yeah, man, it's like you know, you spend, you spend so much of your, I mean, of, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's such a small part of your life, but it's such a big part of your life that you spend so many hours and so much time practicing and so much time around each other, especially in the same position room. And again, you know, I went out to LA or I'm sorry, I went out to Vegas and saw the Patriots play the Raiders and, you know, I got to see Dola, you know, a guy that I talk to all the time, but like, we don't really get to see each other because of, you know, I got four kids and he's coaching in the NFL. It's like, but we get we get that moment where you get to like see each other for a little bit. It's like time has not passed, man. You just go right back to like this is my this is my guy. You know, we get to see Jules. We all like team up. You know, all three of us together. It's like this this feels right. You know, like I wish I could have more of that. But again, like you know, everyone has their own lives when you know, especially after football. You know, it's like. But the fact that you can get together and do those sort of things with some guys. Guys, that you you know, again, you did some some pretty special things with. Is it's it really is? It's a lot of fun, man, and it just it makes you appreciate the time that, uh, for me at least, you know, the time that I spent in the NFL.
0: Chris Hogan, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Take care, and we will talk again next week after the Patriots and Steelers. Thanks, Chris. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. One more reminder, this episode of the Patriot Sport has been brought to you by Bet Online. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride in the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the Big Four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played. From MMA to international soccer, head to Bet Online today, and remember to use our promo code Believe—that's B-L-E-A-V—for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts.